on the words in the beginning of the parsha of Eila Toldos Yitzchak, the Medrash says that Ve'ela, the Vav, that comes to show that it's continuing from something previously, is coming in continuation to what is discussed just before Parsha's Toldos, the children of Yishmoel. So Ve'ela Toldos Yitzchak is referring to Esau, who's a Russia just like Yishmoel and his children. So the Rebbe asks, is this really what Eila Toldos Yitzchak is about? Is it all about Esav more than about Yaakov? Number one, the Rebbe says, where do we even find in our parsha that it should be more of an emphasis on Esav than on Yaakov? More importantly, how can we even say that the main Toldos, the Eila Toldos Yitzchak, is referring to Esav? So the Rebbe says, generally Parsha's Toldos is coming to tell us about the Avoida of Yitzchak. Many different incidents that happen in Yitzchak's life. Where since the Chidush, of the Avoida of Yitzchak compared to the Avoida of Avram is going to be mainly in the way he relates to his son Esav, different to the way Avram relates to his son Yishmoel. This is why the Parsha starts with these words, Ve'ele toldis Yitzchak, referring primarily according to the Medrash, to the Indian of Esav, because it's specifically in this area where we're going to understand what Yitzchak's Avoida is all about. To explain this, the Rebbe says, first of all, we find a very interesting difference between Yishmoel's connection to Avram and Yitzchak's connection to Esav, where there seems to be two opposites in each one. On the one hand, Yishmoel, spiritually speaking, seems to be closer to Avram than Esav is to Yitzchak. Yishmoel does tshuva during Avram Avinu's lifetime, under the influence of Avram Avinu. Esav, on the other hand, we don't find he should do tshuva, even to the moment of his death, he's trying to stop Yaakov Avinu from being buried in the Ma'ara Samach On the other hand, Yishmoel is not considered a Yid, and Yishmoel does not inherit from Avram Avinu, whereas Esav is considered a Yisroel Mumer, he's considered like a Yid that converted, like a Yid that became a heretic, but he is a Yerush, he inherits from his father. So we see over here, very interesting, on the one hand, Yishmael seems to be closer to Avram in the fact that he did tshuva. On the other hand, Yitzchak seems closer to Esav in the fact that he remains a Yid, he remains a child. Now simply you might say, it's because Yishmael is the son of a maidservant of Hagar, Esav is the son of Rivka. The problem, however, with that is that Yaakov Avinu also has wives that were maidservants, and their children are 100% Yidin and Yershim, their heirs, they inherit and so on. So the question is, what is the difference between Yishmoel and Esav regarding to Yishmoel? We say he does not have the din of the Yidin regarding to Esav, even though Yishmoel did tshuva, and regarding Esav that didn't do tshuva, and yet he remains a Yid. This somehow shows us that Esav has a deeper connection to Yitzchak than Yishmoel has to Avram, regardless of the fact that Yishmoel did tshuva. This connection between Esav, the deep connection between Esav and Yitzchak, could also be seen in the fact that Esav's head was actually buried together with Yitzchak and the Ma'ara Samach which seemingly is very strange. Usually we don't bury a Russia next to a tzaddik. The Rebbe mentions a story that the Gemara tells a story from Tanakh, where there was an incident of a Novi Sheker that was buried together with, next to Elisha, and because this was not the appropriate thing, Hashem actually made a miracle that he, this Novi Sheker should have so that he should live and not be buried together with the tzaddik. How does it make sense over here that Esav Arosha is being buried, his head is being buried next to Yitzchak? And the answer, says the Rebbe, is actually in these words, it was the head of Esav, meaning to say, the head of Esav represents Esav in his shoyrish, Esav in his deepest core and his deepest essence. 
the way it's separated from the body, which represents already the way he's lowly in this world. The head of Esav, the essence, the core of Esav, that is Shaykhus and connected to Yitzchak. Says the Rebbe, this is where we're going to see the advantage of Esav over Yishmoel. Yes, both of them are children, one of Avram and one of Yitzchak. And both of them in some way continue and have a connection with Avram and Yitzchak. But it's in two different ways. That is as follows. Avram and Yitzchak are both involved in their avoido, as we'll soon see what their avoido was. But Yitzchak and Esav is going to represent to what extent and how the, the oir and how the avoid of Avram and Yitzchak express itself once it goes outside the realm of Kedusha. Like the people like Yishmoel and Esav. So by Yishmoel who's in a way that Avram's influence continues and has him do tshuva. On the other hand, Esav, Yishmoel himself never changed. He still, in other words, even after he does tshuva, he's still not really, really connected to Avram. Whereas Esav, even though he doesn't do tshuva, but there's a certain essential connection that he continues having with, with uh, Yitzchak. The Rebbe explains that this difference is going to be based on the difference in the avoid of Avram and Yitzchak. And the general idea that the Rebbe says is as follows. Avram's avoid, we know, is b'derech mulmailolomata. It was about drawing down a likus even into the lowliest places. Making that even the lowly goyim, the lowly Arabs, should be able to, to be able to thank the Abishter and appreciate the greatness of the Abishter. Yitzchak, on the other hand, is an avoid which we call melmatolomailo, digging the wells. It's not about bringing water into the wells, it's about uncovering what's hidden inside the well. And the Rebbe explains now how each one of these have a certain advantage. When we speak about drawing down melmatolomailo, coming from above to below, that means the thing below didn't actually ever change. In the case of Avram, these Arabs never changed. They didn't become transformed people. The Avram Avinu caused them to call out in the name of Hashem. It's always considered Avram's achievement. And therefore, Avram Avinu never lifts them up out of their lowliness. And that's the advantage as well. Even in their lowliest state, they are getting the Kedusha that Avram Avinu is being mashpiyah to them. On the other hand, Yitzchak is the idea of Mulmato Lamaila. He is causing that the Mata should be... be should come out of its lowly state, should lift itself up and get a connection to Elikus, like the idea of digging a well, as we said before, you're revealing the water that's in there itself. On the other hand, by when we speak about Mulmaila Lamato, as we said, the advantage is that the Mato never has to leave its place. Avram Avinu doesn't cause that the Arab has to go up and change who he is. Whereas by Halom Mulmato Lamaila, it's about leaving the lowliness that it was in originally. Says the Rebbe, this is then going to be the difference also that we find Avram Avinu, for example, goes out of Eretz Yisrael. His Kedusha can reach even outside. On the other hand, Yitzchak, no. He has to remain in Eretz Yisrael because it's all about the lowliness leaving its lowly place, coming up to the place of Kedusha, but not dealing with the, the lowliness itself. In other words, the grub, the coarseness of the world, that might remain completely removed and separated. You always have to go out of the lowly state and be elevated. Says the Rebbe, this is going to be then the difference also in the connection between these Avois and Yishmoel and Esav, and the difference between Yishmoel and Esav. As far as Avram's Avoid is concerned, so his oil reaches even to such children that are even the son of a maidservant. In other words, he is poil even in this lowly, lowly place. And he affects him even to do tshuva. 
But it's only as long as Avram is around. In other words, it's the avoidable Milo Lamata shining onto Yishmoel. But once Avram is not around, Yishmoel falls down. Yishmoel is no longer on that level. However, on the, from Yitzchak's point of view, Yitzchak is about elevating and finding that which is hidden in the lowliest places. And therefore, as far as Yitzchak is concerned, Esav is at the end of the day connected to, to, to Yitzchak. He's part of Yitzchak. And therefore, he's always remains a Yid. But nevertheless, I said before, that's only Mitzadah's essence, Mitzadah's core. There is those parts of Esav that are not elevated and never do tshuva, and they remain a very, very difficult klipa. Says the Rebbe, based on this, we'll understand why it is that in the parsha we also find that a very big deal of the parsha is all about the brachos that Yitzchak was planning to give to Esav. Because what's Yitzchak trying to do? He's trying to reveal in Esav, to find those things, the deep good that's hidden in Esav. Like by digging wells, trying to find that deep water. The only problem is that, as we said before, there's also the element of Esav that's separated from Yitzchak, and that part of it is never being elevated to Kedusha. And the Rebbe speaks now about the Hayra to each and every one of us. If Esav Arusha was before Matan Toyer, but notwithstanding how far he was, Yitzchak is trying to bring him up and find and reveal inside of him the deepest hidden koichas, how much more so after Matan Toyer, that there's no question about it, that every single Yid is connected to the Eibishter. Especially that even if a Yid has gone far, it's often because of a situation of a Tinoich Shanishba and so on. So certainly we have to try to be of every single Yid, dig inside of every Yid, finding those Mayim Chaim inside of each and every Yid. At the same time, of course, the Rebbe says, when we're of a Yid, it should never be at the expense of Torah. It can never be in a way of compromising Torah. We always have to bring the Yid closer to the Torah rather than the Torah closer to the Yid. And as said before, we have to look at the Reishe, the head, the essence, the core of every Yid is always in the highest place no matter where the Chitzonius is and in, to reveal inside of the Yid that deep down inside every single Yid wants to do what the Abishta wants and therefore to do everything to be Makarivim to the Abishta to his Torah and his mitzvahs.